You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here today for the Locked On Nationals podcast. This is part two of my conversation with Connor Jones about what moves the Nationals could make here the rest of the offseason in light of the signings they've made. Of course, a trade for Josh Bell, the signing of Kyle Schwarber, and also the signing of John Lester as well. We talk about what else the Nats could address via trade or free agency here for the next few minutes. Do you think uh, middle infield, they're, they're pretty much settled there? I mean, I know Josh Harrison's there. Do you think it's going to be Starlin Castro, the everyday guy at second, and then we're going to see Carter Keeboom get that shot at, at third base again? I think that's going to be the plan. You look at the way they ha- they're set up. Castro and Turner will be the everyday guys in the middle infield. And then when you have you have Josh Harrison, who is obviously going to be able to fill in in the middle infield, but he can do so in the outfield as well. So if they've got a if you're facing a lefty and maybe you want to get Schwarber a day off and Stevenson's also a lefty, then you can put Josh Harrison out in left field for the day and 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 be fine there and then have Turner and Castro playing in the middle. I think they're going to give Kiboom a shot. That's I'm just not too confident there I'm, right. I'm just that's that, like I would feel good about the offense if I wasn't worried about third base okay so do, do you think there's anything left they can do to address that I mean because this this is why I thought DJ LeMahieu and I know it, it seems now at this point DJ LeMahieu is, is not going to happen because they weren't going to put that kind of money into one player it's very clear that at that point but I thought DJ gave them the flexibility to get a guy who is just an all-around awesome hitter, move Caster to third, and and like you said, like it would take out all of the worries, all of our all of your you know your concerns, because also too it would add some depth at the bottom of the lineup. They didn't have to worry about that third base spot. Yeah, it would have been an aggressive move without a doubt. If they went out and got Lemayhew, I think we could sit here and say yes, they're going to be better off in 2021. The long-term ramifications of it, it's. I see why they don't want to necessarily take that risk. The thing with third base, I don't think that there's a huge risk in giving Kibum a shot. And if it doesn't work out and you're in the, in the hunt in July, then you move off him and you find a, a third baseman to, to take over for the last couple months. Cause you look at the team that won the championship for them in 2019, as Drupal Cabrera was hitting in the six hole for the entire world series, but as Drupal Cabrera wasn't somebody that was even on the roster until August. So when we sit here in January and kind of look at how they're shaping things up at the end of the year, if they're in a position to have an opportunity, things could look extremely different. You don't know who maybe may will be available as a candidate to fill in for you. More from my conversation with Connor Jones here in a second, but first a word from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Are you guys ready for the NFL championship weekend? We got the AFC and the NFC title games. Also, NBA is back. Uh, NCAA basketball is back. The NHL is back. MLB is coming back here soon. We've got odds there, too. There's only one place that has you covered, one place that we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit in the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus Upon your first deposit, bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show is also brought to you by rockauto.com. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, 
Get everything you need, just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. RockAuto.com is a catalog unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so you know what we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Also check out the Locked On MLB podcast wherever you all get your podcasts. All right, now back to my conversation with Connor Jones. And I guess if things do go wrong there at third, you could always move Castro over and have Josh Harrison play second, right? I mean, that's always something that's, that is technically available to you. in the You know, if, if you're in the process of trying to find that third baseman who's going to replace that spot, you could always just move – Castro over the third in the short term and plug Harrison at second. Yeah, there's there's some options. I mean, they have some – you want to give guys like Garcia and Keyboom an opportunity eventually, and you don't want to block them. Right. You know, with forever, because you want to, to see what they can do so that you can have those those young players that can hopefully produce and be on the, the rookie deals. So yeah, but if, they, but if if AAA is available this year, which it appears it's going to be, like that's where I'm saying Luis Garcia, because that guy just clearly needs reps at second base. Yeah, he needs reps, and yeah. I also don't. I you you can't love the the five walks and 139 plate appearances. <laughs> that's just not gonna do it. I mean, the guy hit the ball well. It's just yes. there's obviously so like he's ready as a major league hitter, but there's so many other parts of his game that just like AAA would be perfect for him. Yeah, he's got a lot of things. I think overall, you like what you saw out of a guy that young last year. Right. I think he was the youngest player in the MLB. I may be yes. incorrect. I, no, I, I believe, believe, yeah, I believe he was. Yes. Yeah, so you, if he's the youngest guy in the league, I think that it's a it's a net positive of a year. But like you said, defensively, there's obviously a lot of work to be done. And at the plate, there's still work to be done as well. He hit 276, which you're happy with, but the 302 on base percentage <laughs> with a 276 average, like, <laughs> there's there's work to be done. I don't think it's necessarily a problem because he's only 20. Right. So, so you you have time to – Well, work. I think the other part of that too is always like he like they had no intentions of him playing Major League Baseball last year. Like, you know, in January, there's no – like, Luis Garcia and Major League Baseball are not two thoughts that go together in January 2020, right? I mean, just there, there's no way it's happening. And then, of course, the season gets weird and, and, and Castro goes down and it becomes, you know, a necessity. But that was not something they had any desires of having, you know, occur. Yeah, it's not the plan. It's <laughs> – Losing Castro, the way that they'd set that lineup up last year, they just they didn't have depth to overcome those kind of losses. It's like in the rotation, Strasburg goes down and the whole thing just crumbles. It's like Ross opts out, Strasburg goes down, and they didn't have the depth. And I think that that may be the the concern this year. You're kind of touching on that a little bit. Is just if if one guy get, falls and the second guy goes, then they don't have the pieces to put it together. Right. That, that's kind of where my, that's kind of where I'm at right now too. Um, is there one more move to make like catcher maybe? There's gotta that, be. Yeah, there's gotta be. They're not done. There. They can't be done there. Yeah. They're, they're going to make a move at catcher and they're going to make a, a move for another bat off the bench, which I still anticipate to be Ryan Zimmerman. So I think if you bring in, you make those two moves in the bullpen, there's probably a move or two to be made. They right. could use a left-hander. So I think you're going to see them make smaller moves, probably three or four of them, maybe between now and spring training or even during spring training. But as far as the major moves, I think that offensively, 
that was done with Bell and Schwarber. And I think with the, the fourth rotation spot that we've been talking about here for a couple months, that's obviously taken care of now with Josh, John Lester as well. Well, let's, let's quickly touch on some of the other stuff around the league before I get you out of here, Connor. Is, you know, what are your thoughts on, I mean, a lot of activity, right? I, I think Brian Cashman was taking a nap until January, and it appears that he just just woke up uh, and has made a couple moves, right? Signing LeMayhew and, and going out and getting Corey Kluber. I mean, the Yankees now all of a sudden have become very active. Yeah, they the fifteen million a year for Lemayhu is a great deal. I it, it they wait, they waited them out perfectly. I thought they it waited them out perfectly. Fifteen million in the final year of that, but it's <laughs> just it's not. It's just the average an, annual value is just not enough to to really hurt you. I think it's a good deal for the Yankees. I was yeah, surprised I by how good it was, um, and I think with Lemayhu, he just wanted to get the most money he could, even if it was over six years rather than four or five. So from there, for both perspectives, I. It makes sense, but I really like it from a Yankees side. And I actually like the Kluber move a lot too, because mm-hmm. he's somebody that's going for a one-year deal to try and bet on himself. And you think that that's a good situation for a team because Kluber, he may, he might be a guy like what the Braves have done with getting Josh Donaldson and Marcelo Zuna to have them have bounce back seasons and get the, the big contract they're looking for. The Yankees may have set themselves up kind of on the pitching side with Corey Kluber for something like that. Yeah, and also something to mention here, you know, when I think about the league as a whole, four of the five best teams in the entire, I mean, all of baseball, four of the five best teams in the league, in my opinion, are on the National League, right? Dodgers, well, four of the five best rosters, at least. Dodgers, Padres, um, you know, Mets, and then Braves. The the American League is wide open. It's a wide open league. I mean, in, in, in the AL East, the Yankees have to be a favorite, but they have issues staying healthy. The American League Central, everybody loves the White Sox. The Indians obviously are doing what the Indians are doing. Twins have not had any postseason success. The A's in the West, they, they should be able to win, but they can't. The Dodgers or the Dodgers, the Astros seem to be in a period of rebuild. The American League is wide open. And I feel like the Yankees should do the right thing right now and, and grab that and take hold of that. Yeah, they seem to be the favorite in the American League. The I think the moves that they've made, along with what Tampa's done to kind of do their classic Tampa Bay thing where they have to move off players. Yeah. We're taking a, taking a step back. Taking yeah. Step like back. The, the things that Cleveland and Tampa do to just, they have to occasionally take a step back that that helps them. The twins are one to keep an eye on, but it's just a team like that that just loses playoff game after playoff game. It's kind of tough to take them seriously, no matter how many games they yeah. win. Right and the roster is so good too. The roster is so good. I can't take them seriously yet. I might feel differently if if they re- have a great regular season but they've kind of just they've been fool's gold back-to-back years and we're gonna I guess we're gonna see what happens there but I agree American League it's open but the Yankees are are kind of positioning themselves as a favorite yeah it's 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 amazing uh, I haven't got your thoughts on I mean the Mets going all in and every move the Mets make it seems like they've got one more but look I like the moves they've made I think they're all smart moves I think Steve Cohen knows what he's – it seems like he knows what he's doing, right, getting themselves involved in their trade today uh, to get themselves a left-handed pitcher as well. I, I like all the moves they've made. And also, like, where is the weakness in that Mets lineup now? Yeah, that lineup's dangerous. It's, it's, it's just really ridiculous. Good. It's it's really good. I, I agree. I actually like their moves a lot too. I think what they're doing under new ownership, they everyone knows about the money that they have available right. with uh, with Steve Cohen there. But – 
they're not being reckless about it. They're not throwing it at, at everybody that's in the market. They're being pretty careful with how they allocate things and trying to do it in a way that they think is intelligent. It's not, it's not stupid money as the Phillies had, have kind of coined previously. It's, it's kind of well thought out what they're doing. I think that that lineup's extremely scary and the Mets, not just this year, but they're kind of setting themselves up to, to, be a problem in the entire national league here for years to come. Well, and I was thinking about it, you know, I was talking with Ryan Finkelstein of the, of the locked on Mets podcast. And it's like, where do you put Dom Smith? You know what I mean? Like their outfield is, you know, their outfield's pretty much set. I mean, well not set, but like, I, I think they're going to move McNeil into the, into the infield, right? You've got Conforto, you've got JD Davis, you've got Brandon Nimmo can all play the outfield. You've got Dom Smith to play in the outfield. You've got Alonzo who's going to play for them at first base you've got Lindor obviously Cano's not there but it's honestly opened up some things for them uh you know they've got Luis Guillorme who they love defensively they've got you know JD who can play third and play outfield like they've got a spot for everybody they've got some flexibility you know a mechanic catcher was a move I think they that's the one where they kind of splurged I guess you could say compared to what people thought he was going to get and they went out and made a move and, and said we value this and I mean everybody like one to nine that lineup can hit yeah, I like. I actually like the McCann move a lot more now. If people are throwing out, out nine figures for Real Muto, mm-hmm. like that's that'd be a scenario where that's just that's not a good contract it, at all. If that's what the Phillies are going to do, that's just that's gonna that's not that's gonna harm them for a while. Like that yeah. team lacks depth. They throw huge <laughs> contracts at guys. That it's if Real Muto goes to the Phillies for over a hundred million, then I think you look at the Mets moves and you look at the Phillies moves and you're going to see one of those franchises competing here of the next five years. And mm-hmm. one of them's not. Right. I mean, the, the Wheeler contract is absurd, right? And as good as he was last year, like he's just not worth what you paid him. Uh, not even close. They wanted to move on from it. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you, you can find good players, but you can't, you can't overpay where there's just no value there anymore. I don't get like, they have so many holes that paying real Muto, they should not be, they're already complaining about their lack of money, throwing out another nine figure deal at a guy when they have so many things they need to patch. I know this is completely off topic from no, this is what we're talking general about, yeah. Mets discussion, but I was just trying to kind of point out that, yeah, that New York, I think has been smart with what they're doing. They haven't been reckless about it. And, and Philadelphia has kind of done the opposite. And the Bryce contract, like it, to me, it just seems like you're paying for like the marketing, right. You know what I mean? They're, you're paying for, you know, we've got 30,000 people in the stands and 11,000 of them are wearing Bryce Harper jerseys, right? I mean, that's kind of, you know, Bryce is an excellent player. Um, but I, I don't like, you, I don't think you're paying for Bryce Harper, the baseball player. You're paying for Bryce Harper, the entity, um, the the star, right? So, you know, you, you're hoping to make that back in the long run on Bryce Harper, but that that's a short-term loss. And so, like you're saying, you're, you're putting yourself in a hole, with all these deals and I can't imagine them giving, I mean, wait real Muto out. Cause I don't think anybody else is going to offer him nine figures. Do you? Yeah, I don't, especially kind of getting later in this, in this yeah. cycle where you kind of see teams that I would have at least initially thought would have been in that market that don't seem to be anymore. It kind of, it seems to be trending back to Philadelphia where initially I didn't think he was going to end up there. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to go somewhere else, but the longer it goes, the more it seems like he's going to resign with Philly. I just I don't for a team that has struggled in so many areas that just I don't 
think that there's going to be enough value there to just add one more hitter to the lineup as good as he is as a, as a catcher, the best one in the league. I don't think that that's the right move for Philly. Yeah. I don't think it's worth it. Either. All right, Connor, we appreciate your time as always uh, talking about John Lester, Kyle Schwarber, and a whole host of things. Always enjoy it. All right, that will do it for today's show. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Nationals. Follow me at Josh Neighbors. And until the next show, stay safe.